the blink of an eye one Sunday afternoon, when Nona lost that damned Black Angus stuffed animal and refused to go to sleep without it. The moon lit up the two-story white house with six columns holding up the second-floor porch. She and Jackson had had sex out on that porch the night before she left. Everything had been wonderful in their life. They had been young. They had a beautiful daughter they both doted on. They had finally gotten the debts all paid, and Lonesome Canyon was showing a sizable profit on the books. And now from your all-country, all-night radio station, here's Brooks and Dunn with Red Dirt Road, the DJ said. Even after she parked the van in the empty bay, she sat still until the song ended, the lead singer talking about being raised out past where the blacktop ended. She nodded when the lyrics said that's where she drank her first beer where she found Jesus and wrecked her first car, because it was the story of her life up until she was twenty-two years old. She'd been raised in Claude, up at the top of the canyon, but they'd lived at the end of the blacktop, and she'd found Jesus in the old church down in the canyon. She'd wrecked her first car coming up the incline out of the canyon into Claude when she was seventeen, and she'd drunk her first beer sitting on a quilt out beside the creek, with Jackson right beside her. She shook her head from side to side when they sang that when they were back on dirt roads, it felt as if they had come home. I'm not home. I'm here to kick some sense into my daughter. And then I'll go back to Oklahoma and Jackson can have this canyon, she said as the song ended. She hadn't seen Jackson since Nona had turned 16 and had been allowed to drive alone to visit Jackson every other weekend and for at least a month in the summer but it would take a hell of a lot more than five years, or even one lifetime for Jackson Bailey to lose his appeal or his power. The appeal she could skirt around. The power, well, she'd meet it head on. Their meeting would be like two bull elephants coming at each other from opposite ends of the ranch, and the old house might not even be standing at the end of the long, hot summer with the pressure of Loretta and Jackson across the hall from each other for weeks on end. She would be ecstatic if Nona listened to her arguments and decided to go home in a few days, but Loretta didn't fool herself into believing that could really happen. Did the idea cross your mind that he might throw you out or tell you to go to a hotel in Amarillo? The voice in her head yelled as she turned off the radio. He won't, because that would mean I've got the ability to get under his skin. He'll let me stay to try to prove me wrong. I know him, she argued aloud. Rosie, the housekeeper slash cook slash woman who ran the household, opened the door and stepped out into the garage when Loretta set her feet on the concrete floor. Well, mercy sakes, is that you, Loretta? What are you doing here this time of night? Did Nona forget something? Hello, Rosie. How are you? You haven't changed a bit. Loretta stiffened her backbone and straightened up to her full five feet ten inches in her bare feet. God, she hated being so tall that she dwarfed everyone around her. Loretta's prayers had been answered when Nona showed signs at an early age of looking like her maternal grandmother, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and small of build. She had almost danced with glee when Nona brought home her kindergarten picture with her in the front row. Loretta had always stood with the boys on the back row, 
and the other girls had never let her forget how tall, gangly, and ugly she was, with her red hair and long legs. Well, Rosie crossed her arms over her chest. You going to answer me or not? Loretta had always suspected that Rosie had already been there when the first strand of barbed wire went up around Lonesome Canyon Ranch, and no one had had balls big enough to run her off. As housekeeper, cook, and the only really stable person Jackson had ever known, Rosie ran the place with a steel hand and a soft heart. She'd tried her damnedest to talk Loretta out of leaving, but nothing, not even Rosie, could stop her. Dark brown eyebrows drew down over eyes that were almost black and set into a bed of wrinkles. A sprinkling of gray frosted her dark hair. I'm still waiting on answers to my questions. Are you staying here? And what's going on?